What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the All In Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eli Cooper, and I'm joined once again by my guy, Mike Badzik. How's it going today, bro? Mr. Cooper, it is great to see you. Fresh Cut Coop is what I should call you today. <laughs> uh, also, I want to say our intro music is so hard. There it goes again. On demand almost. Yes. Our intro music is so hard. Uh, so... I'm excited, man. You know, this is the, uh, you know, this is our little, little award show. You know what I mean? So we've been, yes. we've been tossing and turning and thinking about these picks. Uh, so excited to get it out there, man. Absolutely, man. Shout out to my cousin, Anthony Shelton, who is the yes, creator sir. of our intro music. Uh, we appreciate the hard work he did on putting that together for us. Um, absolute fire. Yes. Uh, but yes, we have our annual, our second annual NBA award show uh, mm-hmm. this year. Unfortunately, did not does not include the entire panel of our all in NBA uh, analysts. They most of those guys were, were a little busy. So uh, their votes were factored into the awards that are being given out tonight. Yes. Um, so uh, now there's two awards that have already been given out, obviously. Um, but I'm pretty sure our entire panel voted the same way mm-hmm. um, for each of those awards. So no big deal. Um, so before we get started, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button if you're tuned in on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening on an audio platform uh, after our live show here today, uh, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button there as well. Leave a rating and a review, uh, which helps us get noticed on different platforms. You can hear us on all audio platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, um, and also watch us on YouTube. So make sure you guys are subscribing to the channel. um, And we appreciate you guys tuning in with us uh, here today. So, so where do you want to start, man? What, where are we kicking it off with? Well, I don't think we should do MVP first, right? No, we might as well save it. Um, Let's, let's go ahead. I'll quickly just want to fill you guys in on how we did it this year. So we had our, all in NBA panel, you know, me, Coop, obviously, uh, the usual suspects, Todd, uh, Fetzko, Sean Turner, Taylor, and Tizzo. We had uh, Tito uh, first time on the panel this year. He's going to start doing some NBA stuff with us. So we counted his votes as well. And then we had uh, one category that was a tie. And we'll share that when we get there. Uh, and that tie was broken by our all in DFS and fantasy guy. Uh, DFS and bets guy, Kyle Cooper. So he broke that tie for us. So that's how we did it. We all each voted for uh, all the individual awards and three all all NBA teams. Um, so, yeah, you want to start with the all NBA teams? Yeah, let's start with all NBA. Um, I think first team was pretty easy, in my opinion. Um, and the first team ended up being Steph Curry, Luka Doncic in the backcourt, Giannis and Joel Embiid. Embiid qualified as a forward, so they uh, took the forward spots. And at center, Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets uh, rounded out the rest of our first-team All-NBA. Uh, any bones to pick with this list here? Not for me. So um, me and Todd all had... Uh, and Tito all had this same list. Uh, Sean and Taylor both had one change. I think um, they were maybe thinking Embiid as a center and, and Jokic as a center, not putting them both in the same team. Uh, so so Taylor had Dame on his first team replacing Embiid. And Sean, I'm sure not being biased at all, had CP3 on his first team. Instead oh, of, my God. Instead of Embiid. So, 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 but, but these five ended up, and I think this is the correct five. I think this is the five it will be and should be. Uh, so I got no gripes with this first team. Yeah, no gripes for me either. Um, the only like questionable one for me uh, that I kind of went back and forth was Luca or Dame. Yeah. I thought Dame had a really good case, but uh, towards the end of the season, the Mavs made a little run there. Uh, yes. and now they're in the five seed, correct? Um, yep as they're taking on the Clippers up 2-0 on the Clippers as well with him absolutely scorching all those elite defenders that the Clippers supposedly have um, again for the second year in a row. Well, um, and this time it's worse. Can I, 
can we take a second on this Clippers and Mavericks series? Let's do it. Yeah. And I know that this is it. the award show, so we don't want to we don't want to you know, dive into all these series. Although we haven't got to talk about them, so maybe we should talk some. But the Clippers. Right. Listen, man. Listen, man. Frauds. Kawhi's about to be out of there. I wouldn't blame him yeah. at all if he was out of there. And like, guys, like the basketball IQ of Luka Doncic versus the Clippers right now. I've never seen more evident uh, a beatdown of basketball IQ where he's literally picking them apart. They don't know what to do with him. And also, you know, there's an element of lack of urgency from this Clippers defense, this defense that was supposed to be uh, last year, especially and now this year too, like was supposed to be this team of stoppers. Can't do anything right with him. They tried Patrick Beverly in game one. That was a, a catastrophe. Game two, they're, they're willing to throw Paul George and Kawhi at him more. Uh, but, like, these pick and rolls and, 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 like, when they set screens on the primary uh, defender on Luka, they don't know what to do. They don't know yeah. what to do. He's getting to whatever spot he wants. They're trying to go under these screens. Uh, the big, who maybe should be hedging, is is – about taking three steps back towards the paint. Uh, it's not great from an effort perspective. It's not great from a game plan perspective. Right? We're starting to have questions about Ty Lue. But, like, and I understand that. We want to force Luka to shoot, right? The game plan would be force him to shoot threes because that's, you know, if there is a weakness in his game, it's it's the three-point shooting. And it really hasn't even been that spectacular. I mean, he's hitting them. He's hitting them for sure. I better clip than he did in the regular season. Uh, but they're sagging so far off of this. I mean, if you give the guy five seconds and five feet to shoot, he's gonna make them. Especially probably, when he's right? probably, especially when he's already hot, right? So like, there's no in-game adjustments. It seems like, um, you know, and maybe this is just what Luca does to a team, makes their coach look bad and makes their team look bad. Uh, yeah. But it is concerning for the Clippers. It is. It absolutely is. Um, and I'm wondering if Ty Lue is running too many pin downs for Paul George. <laughs> You I'm think sorry. so? I'm you think sorry. So? You know, I, maybe he needs to mix in more isolations and and pick and rolls. Isn't that what Paul George told us was the issue? That's why he wasn't like playing as well. I thought that's uh, what the problem was. I love I, Paul George. That's what I had heard. I don't, you know, but what do I know? But really, um, even Paul George wasn't. I mean, he was pretty good last. It was night. okay. I mean, Twenty-eight yeah. points. I mean, Kawhi kind of went crazy with right. the forty-one piece, and. They just can't do anything with Luka. They cannot get stops. They have, Dallas had 100 points after three quarters. Yeah, and it's it, that's this is one of the things about Dallas's offense is like when those guys are hitting threes, oh, yeah. Luka's completely unguardable Like uh, because you can't really help on him at all, and he's just so crafty yes. um, with his footwork, the way he uses his body to get to his spots. You can't speed him up. You can't make him uncomfortable. Um, I, I mean, that dude's going to be good for so long. It's it's honestly scary because of how skilled he is. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's his game requires no athleticism whatsoever. Even the dunk on that he had on the Morris twin right, right. was just like he barely even got up there. Like he that he could make he could do that dunk when he's 35. So it's like none of this is like him being super athletic. He's so like his yeah, he's just so he's just so strong and he's and he's so skilled. And it's like, dude, I like this guy's gonna have one of the longest primes we've ever seen oh, yeah. because of how skilled he is. Well, he's only uh, twenty-two. I mean, can we think of someone? You know, LeBron when he was twenty-two. Uh, I guess he did take them to the finals, that terrible Cavs team. So like, that, he's up there with that. Magic, yeah. his rookie season, um, won the championship with the game-winning shot. Obviously, he wasn't the best player on that team. Uh, right. But but like, as far as like how good you could be at twenty-two, he's top three, top four, top. You know. It, He's up there. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So let's move on to our okay. second team, All NBA, which consisted of Dane, mm-hmm. CP3. There you go, Sean. Uh, yep. Kawhi, Julius Randle, and Rudy Gobert. Um, any bones to pick with this? So, looking at our 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 um, our ballots list. We pretty much had a top nine, right? We all pretty much had the same nine guys, and that was the five we just listed um, plus 
Dame, CP3, um, Kawhi, and Randall, right? And then we were kind of looking for that 10th guy to fit in with that. And then it ended up being Gobert. He actually um, tied, uh, points-wise, he actually tied with Jimmy Butler for this uh, 10th spot, right? So it could have gone to Jimmy. Uh, because of the positions, I just gave it to Gobert just to make it look prettier. Uh, it could have been Jimmy, though. So so we had a top nine that we were all pretty were comfortable with. And then uh, Gobert gets thrown in there. I think on my team, my second team was CP3 Dame, Kawhi, um, Randall, and I actually had Harden in with this second team, which is, is a tough one when he only plays 44 games, but he was, you know, so good in those 44 games. And and this is going to be a common theme with these all NBA teams is we really, we didn't, I don't think the media members who are going to vote for these, it's really tough to work through the injuries and, yep. and pick who deserves to go where, you know, do you knock them down a team from maybe where the stats would show they are because right. of the injuries? Do you take them off completely? Uh, so we had a little inconsistencies across the board with how we handled that. Uh, so so Gobert, actually, he was on everyone but you. You had him on second team. Everyone else had him third team. Uh, but he ends up on this second team because he got he was on everybody's at least one of the teams. Right. I, I actually had him third team. I had oh, oh, Bam. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Todd had him. Todd had him second team. Yeah. So I, I, I did – that was my um, – the one – Two discrepancies I have with what ended up being the final vote. Um, I had Bam over Gobert, but I, I mean you can honestly go either way. I'm not I'm not upset with that, or that's not a crazy call. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought Bam was better offensively and still provided you know the defense. And at times, like early on in the season, Bam was like their number one option and their go to guy when Jimmy was out, um, and and was barely keeping that ship afloat for a little bit. So I, I gave him a little more credit there um, for the guard position. I had someone who probably didn't make any of our team who actually didn't make any of our teams mm-hmm. uh, was Donovan Mitchell. Yep. And I just, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is getting nearly enough credit for the season he had this year. Um, and, and granted, you know, a lot of people think the jazz are fraudulent. So I, I understand why he's not getting the credit. Um, but for them to be a number one seed, the number one overall seed in the NBA, yeah. and he doesn't make any of the teams despite averaging 26, 5, and 6. I mean, I, those are all NBA numbers, and he has an all NBA record. That's true. So I put him on the second team. I had him over CP3 um, because, you know, I, I his load was, was larger. It was. Uh, you know, than CP3's was. Awesome. And if you want to talk, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you want to talk value, you, there's a legitimate argument that CP3 brought more value to the Suns than Donovan Mitchell did to Utah. Yeah. Um, but I would say for all NBA performer, I, I like Donovan Mitchell there on the second team um, over CP3. But again, I understand the CP3 love. Yeah, you know, like but he's he makes but, every team better. It's you know, and I, I will say like last year when we did this show, I don't know if you remember this. Last year when we did this show, I had Kyle Lowry on my second team, everybody else had CP3. And the reason was, and I don't want to say, I don't want to spin words here, but mostly it was, well, it's mostly a career achievement award because we didn't expect him to do this, have this much success with that Thunder team. Right. Right. Do, do I, was that basically close to what it was? Now a this lot, year, yeah. no, a lot of it was a lot of it. I mean, he also had a really good season, but, but this year, I think, um, you know, it's part lifetime achievement and that fact that he's gone to another team and turned them into a top two seed in the conference, like completely shifted and changed uh, the culture along with Monty Williams, who we will maybe get to, um, a coach of the year finalist. Um, But also he's played really well. And, you know, you know, you can make an argument for Booker to be on these teams. A couple of us had Booker as well uh, on the third team. I did. Um, so, so, yeah, you did. I did too, actually. Um, so, so the CP3, I, I could see it. I think, I think he's going to be on second team because of it. I didn't go with Mitchell um, on, on any of my teams. And 
I probably would have gone, maybe, maybe could have gone with him instead of Booker on that third team. This was a tough team to crack for me. This second team, like I said, we kind of all agreed on, on those first nine guys um, pretty, pretty consistently, at least to be towards the top. Right. I mean, if you yeah. had, they're on everybody's teams uh, somewhere. M- most of us had them on second team uh, or Taylor had Dame on his first team. Sean, um, you know, was was doing his own thing with CP3. So I think New York legalized weed recently, didn't they? So he might have been, he might have been a little under the little, you know, little Rastafari in there. So, so it's all good there. Uh, but I, I agree with. I think Mitchell does deserve deserve more love for the season he had. Uh, just not quite enough for me to make it on the team. Feel you. Okay. So uh, before we get to third team, remember, guys, if you're listening uh, or watching us live right now on YouTube, Facebook, or we're back on t- live on Twitter today, remember, mm-hmm. you can leave comments on any of those platforms, and we'll show them up here on the screen. So if you think any of these picks are crazy, like CP3 being on the first team, if you think that's absurd, as you should, leave a comment and tell us why you think that's absurd. And we'll show yep. it up on the screen. Sean's watching, so he'll see. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and, and move on to the final team, yep. uh, which was the third team. The Nets backcourt, Kyrie and Harden, uh, Jimmy Butler, LeBron fill out their forward spots. And then, bam, uh, yep. comes in on the third team here. Um, oh, I, Uh-oh. That, some bones to pick here, I, I must say. Um, so first of all, I, I, if we're t- – Pure performance, Harden absolutely deserves to be here, right? Like, he was incredible when he was healthy. But he only played 36 games. He played literally half the season. I couldn't put him on my list over Devin Booker with him only playing 36 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that one I was, you know, and, and again, I get it, but I disagree very strongly with him being on all NBA team. Kyrie was like, uh, was I was I thought about not putting Kyrie on there, and I realized he played 55 games. But him taking so many personal days rubbed me the <laughs> wrong way. So I, I I did vote for him third team. I had yeah. him here because he was really great, and he he did play you know as many games as Embiid almost. So I couldn't really punish him. Yeah. Um, but uh, LeBron, I also have a bone to pick with. Oh jeez, don't do this. We're pro LeBron here. I I we are. We absolutely are. But come on, 45 again, 45 games. Like that's not even it's it's just barely over half the season. And if we're being completely honest, he whoa, wasn't whoa, 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 whoa. What's what's about to happen here? In those 45 whoa. games, he was not he was not like Harden. He was not incredible in those 45 games. 25, 8, and 8. Those are average numbers for LeBron. Like for, that's an but average. For he LeBron. That sleepwalking. But exactly, and and sleepwalking his first team All NBA. But he missed. Right. But so if he slipped, if he slept walk and played seventy two games, absolutely, he's he's on the All NBA team. If he did twenty five and eight and played, yeah. But but him missing so many games, I don't I don't think he deserves a spot here. I, especially, I had Jason Tatum. Like oh. Jason Tatum was was great, even though the Celtics underachieved. It was it certainly wasn't because of Jason Tatum, and he and he played more games. So I I thought he got robbed a little bit here. So uh, you know me, I don't not you know if you're seven seed or lower, you're out of these teams. So okay, so I, I I I do not uh, have Tatum on any of my teams. Listen, I have LeBron on there. So another thing, like I said, we were kind of torn on how to. The injuries, right? So, so just to give you guys an idea, like regarding Harden, so me, Taylor, and Tito all had him second team, right? You, um, Sean, and Todd all had him off completely, right? And, and that's because you guys weighed the injury and said, you know, he didn't play enough games to make it. And we looked at it and said, well, he, he, he didn't play enough games, but he was pretty good. You know, he, was, he was 25, 8, and 8 when he did play, so maybe we punish him. A little bit and pull him back to third team uh, or second team uh, uh, for Harden, uh, but LeBron, don't hate on my man LeBron. Don't come on now, come on, come on. LeBron was twenty five eight and eight. Look at them when he wasn't playing; they were 
buns, right? Yes, uh, yes absolutely. Like, you know. Well, hold I mean, on. Was, you had a seven seed role for Jason Tatum and not LeBron? Yeah, absolutely. Because LeBron because LeBron missed those games. They wouldn't have been okay. the right. seven seed if LeBron was playing uh, those games. And he, th- without AD as well, he was keeping them towards the top of the Western Conference without AD. You know, like that in itself is, is an accomplishment. So I, I'm not taking it away. Maybe I could see the Harden case a little bit more. He did play a few games less than LeBron. His team probably needed him uh, less than the Lakers needed LeBron. Uh, and he also uh, – di- I don't think he actually did have the stat line that LeBron did. I, I don't know what Harden was averaging when he was playing. It was probably about 25 a game, and I don't think he was getting the rebounds that LeBron was. So I, I, I we're pro-LeBron here. We uh, are. We, we spent the first few weeks of this podcast hating on LeBron. We will regret that okay. until we die uh, so I will never say anything bad about him. Well, and and just to be very clear, when when Mike says we, he's referring to him and Todd. No, 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 no. no. I, wait, listen, man. Listen, man. We're married on this podcast. It's me and you, bro. We're one flesh, okay? When I say you, you own all my takes, and I own all your bad Eagles takes. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. So there's our all NBA teams. Yeah. Uh, for you guys, first, second, and third. Um, we'll see how the actual NBA is given out, but I think ours are more, uh, are more, you know, accurate, right? Is that fair to say? Like we, we have more knowledge than sports, regular sports writers. Uh, yes, because we are hoopers. We get buckets. Exactly. You know, these sports writers, man, they're just nerds who knew somebody's uncle. So, so yeah, exactly. We're not worried about what they say. You guys get it from here. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the awards uh, that we had. So this will include MVP, Coach of the Year, Most Improved, Sixth Man, uh, Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. And I think some of our I think some of our awards might shock you. Um, let's start with Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. We were unanimous, actually, in this oh, one. Oh wow! I did okay. See, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't actually know that we were unanimous on this. I was we surprised were, when you told me this earlier. Yeah, we were unanimous uh, with your boy, Ben Simmons. Um, and, and you know, we also should mention we are a anti Rudy Gobert podcast. Uh, so he got no love from us regarding Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Uh, we did throw him on an All NBA team, but but uh, yeah, Ben Simmons default. was the best. Easily the best uh, defensive guard in the league. Uh, the hustle stats are always off the charts with him. I'll let you talk about your boy, though. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is the best defender of all time. Uh, oh, when he oh, wakes up oh. in the morning, he pisses defensive excellence. Um, is that you right? know, that's a little – the first one's a little bit of an exaggeration. But, um, but yeah. The ben- pissing, okay, okay. No, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but Ben Simmons, no, in, in all seriousness, uh, seriousness. He's the most versatile defender in the NBA. There isn't a position that he can't guard um, defensively. Um, he was he's incredibly active, and he's not the kind of defender where uh, you know he's he's he gets a lot of steals and blocks, but can't actually keep people in front. Ben Simmons actually gets steals and blocks and keeps you in front. He's he's a hound defensively, um, and and. Uh, was part of the uh, second most efficient defense in the league this year, the leader of the second most efficient defense in the league uh, of the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, who are also the one seed. And I think their defense, their improvement defensively was a big part of that. Um, You know, and and say what you want about the guy on the offensive end. There is nothing to poke at on at his defensive game. There's no flaws. Um, and this year, I thought that was the, I thought that was the case. I actually think in real life, Rudy's going to win this. Um, even though, even though I, I disagree, um, you know, and I get it. Like the rim protection is super valuable in today's game, uh, but to me, I think the versatility is more valuable when you're talking about in you know teams that switch everything now. Yep, um, yep. I, I think that's way more valuable uh, than a guy being able to block some shots. Uh, at the rim and and not just block shots he does change shots and he he defends the rim well so i don't want to like disc- discredit him he's the best defensive center in the league there's no doubt about that uh, but the best defensive player this year was ben simmons uh and i'm glad the panel 
felt that way and agreed. Yeah, I think, um, you know, exactly what you said, like what we should maybe value um, in, in a defensive player in the NBA in 2021. And it really starts with versatility, right? So all the reasons that we love LeBron uh, as a defender the past, you know, pre-2017 probably was that he could guard really one through five. Uh, that's what we loved about him. And that's what we loved about all the great defenders that we can think of who aren't centers. Um, I just think, like, because switching is so important in today's NBA, like, Gobert is not a center who can switch out on a guard and hold his own on the perimeter. Like, he may be better than most seven-footers, um, but he's still not, you know, that's not an ideal defensive scenario for you is to get him out on the perimeter. So, right. Uh, and I understand the rim protection, and and that is important, and it does make a difference, and it shows up in the advanced. You know, you talk about defensive rating, you talk about defensive, but uh, box plus minus, like he's neck and neck with Simmons in, in those categories. But right. I'm with you. I, I would rather have the versatility. Uh, I would rather have the guy who's going to say, "I'm going to guard the other team's best player." Right, because you know, most of the time, ninety-nine percent of teams in the league, and, and really, it's that's not ninety-nine percent. Twenty-nine divided by thirty um, uh, uh, teams, you know, whatever. Best players are not a center, right? So Jokic and Embiid are, are an exception, um, but most of the time, it's a wing player. The person you really need to get stops against in the playoffs is going to be a wing player. Ben Simmons, you can put on that person and say, "Forget it, you've got him." Something we thought we could say about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, before last night's, uh, really before last year's playoff run, but but especially it was exposed last night. I don't think we have those concerns about Ben Simmons, and I'm not sure there's many other players in the league we can say that about. Agreed. On all counts, um, you know he he was the best defender in the league for me this year as well. Um, so wow, unanimous. That was that was shocking to me that that came out unanimous. When you told me that, like I said, when you told me that he, that we voted that way, I was actually pretty surprised. Yeah. So shout out to uh, we got we got a sixer on the board this year. We got just one. That's just all one. I needed. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the two awards who have already been given out. Um, so we'll talk about these guys a little bit uh, here. Jordan Clarkson wins Sixth Man of the Year for the Jazz. Um, any gripes? No. I mean, he did kind of tail off towards the end of the year, but he came out so strong that um, – I, and I don't know that the competition for this award was very competitive this year either. Right. Uh, yeah. Not compared to most years anyway, so no gripes right. with Clarkson. Yeah, me neither. I mean, he was – honestly, if you want to look at someone who had a big hand in them being the one seed – um, he had a big hand in it because of the bench scoring that he provided this year. Um, I think it's the perfect role for him, honestly, uh, is is that six-man role because he's not really efficient, right? You know, he's not someone that you really want to be one of your, like, top three options offensively. So, like, coming off the bench yeah. uh, is ideal for him leading a second unit because scoring is what he does, um, and you don't really have to worry about efficiency when you're coming off the bench. Um, and, and one of the things Gilbert Arenas always uh, or one of the things Gilbert Arenas taught me about like guys who are really good six men mm-hmm. um, is typically when those guys come into the game like Lou Will or Jordan Clarkson, they're coming in the game and the defenders that they are that are guarding them either have one, maybe even two fouls. Right. Because your your Donovan Mitchell might have draw might have drew two fouls on the guy that was guarding him. Now Jordan mm-hmm. Clarkson's coming in. He's getting that guy. So those guys are a little more hesitant to like play aggressive defense, right? At that end of the first quarter, or if they, uh, if they aren't in foul trouble themselves, the team might be at like three or four fouls to where you're in the bonus, right? After getting fouled one time. So, so right. you know, you make one good strong take and now you got your team and the, they typically come into the game in the bonus. They get to the free throw line a little bit more. Um, so I think that helps with his efficiency, right? He has to take less shots because he's coming off the bench teams probably in the bonus when he's in the game uh, at least end of first end of third quarters things like that um, so uh, he, he clearly flourished in it I think it's it's great uh, because I do think he's a talented player um, you know and also he doesn't have to play any defense right because he's he's his limits are minuted uh, his minutes are limited so he doesn't have to be 
you know, a great defender, which is also something you'd rather have out of a starter. So he, mm. he put on a show this year as their sixth man. He had some huge games for them. Um, you know, big ups for him, man. He had a, he had an excellent year. Well-deserved uh, for him, in my opinion. Now, let me ask you this. Because Jordan Clarkson was going to be a star in L.A. There was a time there when the Lakers were bad yeah. um, that he actually had a chance um, to be pretty good. So let me ask you this. Current players in the league to date a Jenner or Kardashian. <laughs> okay, I love this. Where does he rank, right? So Ben Simmons is number one, right? Uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. One. He is yeah. the current Kendall Kendall Jenner uh, boyfriend. So uh, he's the best, and he's the best out of those guys. So it's like, so the list would be Booker, Simmons at two. Yeah. Um, Blake D- was washed up, so D- I don't D- know that I'm gonna. <sighs> he's kind of trash now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like D'Lo, so I'll put D'Lo third. Okay. I probably put Clarkson fourth and uh Kuzma. Um oh right, Kuzma. I'd take Clarkson over Kuzma. I would say Clarkson over Kuzma. Yeah, sure. okay. So yeah, Kuzma at fifth, Blake at sixth. But that's just Kendall. Yes, right. That's that's okay. Kendall's top six, I believe. Okay. okay. But I don't wow. but see I don't think any other M- current NBA players have dated a Kardashian. Right, that was uh, like, Chris like, yeah, Chris Humphreys is gone. Lamar Odom, yeah, Lamar Odom's gone. Uh, Kylie Jenner likes rappers. Yes, um, yes, yes, indeed, and and security guards. <laughs> right, exactly. So you know, um, wow, that was a low blow. <laughs> I know, right? I know. If Crystal, if Crystal can see this, she's gonna be texting me. Oh, she, she's gonna be upset. She's gonna, she's gonna be, be texting me. Sean, Sean, don't tell her not to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go to the other word that's been given out, which is most improved. Yes. Obviously, Julius Randle. He was the clear cut option yeah. for this award. Um, oh, we did. Oh, Sean made a great, great point. Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's. Um, whew, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tristan Thompson. I don't know how we forgot about him. He's he's the goat. <laughs> um, yeah, around. but uh, anyway, Julius yeah. Randle, most improved player. Um, he was incredible leading the Knicks to the fourth seed this year. Um, we had him second team all NBA. He maybe was like sixth or seventh, I would think, in like MB- MVP voting. You know, he had to be at least top 10 with how he played yeah. this year. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I, there's not enough great things to say about him he got better last year but he like he soared this year he's a better three-point shooter his ball handling is better he's in much better shape mm-hmm. uh he's he's not fat anymore like he's he's like almost 99 percent muscle you know what i mean um and so he and he was able to maintain his mobility and his athleticism and his strength while you know by turning that fat into muscle and i think that's been a big uh you know part of his improvement um so yeah um Julius Randle, most improved player. What were your yeah. thoughts? Uh, definitely deserved. I think this was the easy uh, choice. Now, I will say, like, he's been pretty good from a statistical standpoint, right? So, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his, first, his that year he had in New Orleans is probably where we started to see it, right? So, he averaged 21 that year. Uh, his first year with the Knicks last year, he did average 20. Up to the 24 this year. And even, like, at the beginning of this year, we're looking at Randle, and, and really I think the consensus was, like, He's a guy who can put up stats for a bad team, right? So we thought of him. Uh, there's Crystal. So we thought of him as like, uh, you know, maybe he's a fantasy guy or, or or someone who you know puts up the stats, but it doesn't contribute to winning. That changed this year in a real way. Thibodeau probably had uh, something to do with that, with you know adding a little defensive identity, but also like the biggest thing was the three point shooting, right? So he, this yeah. year, you know, he kind of upset, you know, he had been kind of trending this way. So he averages, you know, two and a half, three point attempts a game. Then he goes to three and a half last year, upset to five and a half, three point attempts a game this year. And he shoots 41%. You know, that's an, that's an increase from 28% the year before. Um, so, you know, from a statistical standpoint, um, you know, looking beyond just points, 
he's doing it all, and he's doing it in winning ways. He also has really underrated vision as a passer, right? So he was averaging six uh, assists this year. That's about double from the year before. Like, he's really doing it all for this team. That's why it was so surprising to see uh, him struggle so much in, in game one against Atlanta. And we're live right now, and they're going to play uh, game two here tonight. Um, so I don't want to make any predictions about it. But I assume he'll get better. Um, yes. you know, but I think it's a good sign for the Knicks that they were even that close with him playing so poorly. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, that was one of the things when I was watching game one. Um, that I noticed was, you know, the Knicks' depth um, and next man up mentality um, is kept them alive. It, well, really, they had the lead for a lot of that game and really probably should have won it. Tibbs made a questionable sub mm. at the end there to put in a cold Frank Nitkalina or however you say his last name uh, on. Like, he didn't play a single minute the entire game. They threw him on at the end of the game to guard Trey Young, who mm. had been killing you the entire game, which. So, you know, I mean, there's an argument that they probably could have won that game with him playing that badly. Um, so I like their chances. If, if you're the Knicks, you have to at least be thinking like, you know, Julius is going to play much better. So I kind of like our chances in this series. Yeah. Uh, but Alex Burks. Yeah. Whew, Alec Burks, man. He isn't he. Uh, he's a strange kind oh, of yeah. like guy, right? Like no one really gives him a lot of credit. But like last year, he was like really good for the Sixers. Um, even though the Sixers weren't good, he was really good for the Sixers. And then he, he exploded in that game against the Hawks yes. um, offensively. He has his flashes, man. So yeah. um, going to be interesting to see how that series pans out uh, for the Knicks and the, and the Hawks. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's go to coach of the year. Okay. We so, voted yeah. Monty Williams from the Phoenix Suns. They were the second seed this year. Um, Well-deserved. I, I don't really have a gripe here, even though I did not vote for Monty. Um, but well-deserved for sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, when you look at what uh, this Suns team has done this year, like becoming the second seed in the West, I think, like, before the year, you know, and they started to trend this way in the bubble last year, right? Remember that winning streak they went on in the bubble yes. and, and we were thinking, wow, could they even get in the playing game? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, they didn't end up making it to the playing game, but they carried that momentum into this year, grabbed Chris Paul along the way. Uh, that's helpful. And we probably thought, um, you know, you know, they had Chris Paul. What is this team going to be? And I think a lot of us said, maybe we even talked about it on the pod. You know, they're looking at like, a ceiling of a four or five seed, yeah. uh, most likely like a six, seven seed. And that's kind of where we expected them to be, to take this team all the way uh, to the two seed um, it, it is really special. And Monty Williams is a guy who a lot of people gave up on, right? And the, Pelic the Pelicans or the Hornets, you know, that yeah. run did not work out. And people kind of looked at it and said, maybe this guy uh, is a better assistant coach than head coach. Well, he's proving all of those people wrong. I love his uh, story. Um, you know, uh, gone through a lot of stuff, gone through a lot of tragedy in his life, and has really persevered. And, and I think he's well deserving of this award. So you had Tibbs, and Tito yeah. also had uh, Tibbs. So I also think is you know right up there having a great season, and what he's done with that Knicks culture is very impressive. Uh, but I, but I think it's got to be mine. Yeah, I, I would be thrilled for Monty Williams to win this award. Um, but because of everything you just said, all the things he's gone through, um, not only in his personal life, but as a coach, yeah. um, I thought that I, I said it when he got fired on Twitter, uh, when he, when, you know, the Pelicans fired him, I thought it was an injustice. Uh, they clearly didn't get the talent that he needed for them to be any better than what they were. Um, uh, this is by far the best roster he's had and they are up at a two seed. So I, it was never, I never thought it was Monty Williams that was like holding the Pelicans back. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand like, you know, franchises got to go in different directions and stuff like that. Um, although I, I'm not sure how Alvin Gentry, who was his replacement is a different direction, but you know, it's, I, I understand when, it, when a team isn't necessarily getting to where they want to go, they gotta, they gotta find someone to blame besides yeah. themselves. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but I'm glad he's landed back on his feet. I'm glad the Suns have given him time to develop this team 
Um, and ha- not only have they done that, uh, they've gone out and got him the pieces that he's needed, um, mm. you know, by adding Chris Paul. He, Chris Paul was the missing piece, if you ask me, from this group. Um, and Mikael Bridges just needed to get a little season in. Cam Johnson, you know, our, our boy Cam Johnson. Like some of those guys just need a little more seasoning, and, and including DeAndre Ayton. And now, you know, yeah. you get veterans around them like Chris Paul and, and Jay Crowder. Um, it's unfortunate that Chris Paul is once again hurt in the playoffs because, uh, you know, I think it puts a damper on this Lakers Suns series um, because I'm not sure that they can, I'm not sure the Suns can win with him being less than a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. He played 23 minutes and he just, he just doesn't look comfortable. Like even when he's out there, he's not Chris Paul. So it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that that's the case. Um, and they're probably going to get bounced in the first round because of it. You think it's so? Be, I think so. It's, unless he unless he magically heals up within this series, I just you know it didn't look good for them last night. They they were competitive, of course. Yeah. Um. You know, which they're going to be throughout the series, but I just they can't win games down the stretch. If you ask me, without Chris Ball. Well, and it's also kind of unfortunate um, for them that they drew the Lakers here. Right. So you know, of all of the teams that they could, yeah, right. finally have this great season. Um, and they end up with the defending champion, probably best team we we all think, uh, you know, at least like best contender, right? So the team built to win. Uh, you know, if you look at our if we look at our chat right now, they're all saying Lakers are going to win the championship, uh, yeah. and, and, and for a good reason, right? So it's kind of right. unfortunate. They might honestly be the second best team in the West. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think they are. I think that's a fair assessment is that they're the second best team. We're watching the Western Conference Finals right now, if you ask me. Uh, the, the winner of this series would is going to represent the West, um, and I think that's going to be the Lakers because CP3 is, isn't healthy. Um, uh, Tito's right, though. Cameron Payne uh, has been playing well, but like, how long do you rely on that? You know what I mean? How many games can you count on Cameron Payne? Even though he's been great, like not just this series, he's been really good for them all year. I just, you know what I mean? I don't know that that's who I want to rely on as like my third or fourth option offensively. Yeah, I don't think that's sustainable, especially against this Lakers team. Like, he's a, probably a good bench option. Right? Yes, he's, yes. He's, oh, we talk about Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and giving you minutes and, and giving you some buckets off the bench. Um, he's he's that type of player to me. For sure. Agreed. All right. So, yeah, Monty Williams gets our coach of the year from the Phoenix Suns. Um, congrats, Monty. Well-deserved. And next one we got to talk about is Rookie of the Year. Yep. Um, because for like 30 to 40 games, this was a runaway, right? Um, but it's gotten a little tighter down the stretch of the season. Well, yeah. Um, however, LaMelo Ball did edge this one out in our voting. Um, this is one of them that came down to the tiebreaker, right? This is this is the one that came down uh, to a tiebreaker. So, so myself, Todd, and Taylor all went with Lamelo. Uh, you, Tito, and Sean all went with Anthony Edwards, and and Kyle, our tiebreaker, uh, went with Lamelo to give it to him. So, uh, you know, like I think that you know this is another one. Like, what do we do with the injury? Right? It's, Yep. It's not like he missed the whole year. He played 51 games. Um, so, you know, that's, what, two-thirds of the season or, or so, maybe maybe three-quarters almost. Uh, he missed 21 games. You know, but when he played, I think he was by far and away the best rookie. Would you agree with that? Though? At least when he played, he was the best rookie out there. I know Anthony Edwards did end up he, – he came on strong. He put up some numbers. Wasn't my brand of basketball, personally, <laughs> right. as you probably know. Oh, yeah, I know. LaMelo does actually play, you know, and, and we've talked about LaMelo a lot, right? We've talked about the style, and we've talked about the shoot first point guard and, and, and this and that and how we don't think that that can ultimately be successful. But, like, turns out he's actually not that style of player, right? He, he is mostly pass first. He does a great job with vision. Um, yeah. So, so he actually turned our heads uh, and a lot of people's heads this season. So, I went with him, and he ended up getting it for us. Yeah, I I voted the opposite way. I went with Anthony Edwards. 
Um, you know, I was pretty consistent in punishing guys who missed games. Um, so I, I stayed consistent with that here. And not only that, um, the second half of the season, Anthony Edwards was just as good as LaMelo ball to me. Um, and obviously LaMelo has the ball in his hands more. So like the assist numbers are going to be better. He is an, he's absolutely an incredible passer, um, which was not always his game. Um, you know, that's something he's kind of developed as he's grown, um, literally and figuratively as a player. Um, so he's gotten, he's gotten a lot better, um, in that area. And it's like to the point where he might be a better passer than Lonzo, which I don't think anybody expected when they were coming out of high school. Um, and he wasn't as bad defensively. Like he, he's, he's bad, but like he wasn't as bad as I thought he would be. Um, in his rookie season. And there's, there's definitely potential for him to get better there. So, um, and he also shot the ball much better than I expected in his rookie year. Um, you know, given his forms a little wonky, he shot it pretty well. Um, so LaMelo was great. Uh, but I went with Edwards for, I mean, essentially 20, almost, almost 20 points per game from a rookie and Anthony Edwards or 19 points a game, five, re- about five rebounds. Um, and he really came on strong towards the end of the year, man. Like he was great. Um, and he was, he was very polished as a scorer this year, um, which is what we kind of expected, right? That was the thing we knew he could do. Um, but I wasn't sure that he was going to be up at 20, um, you know, points per game or, or in that area. Um, you know, and, and he started coming off the bench, worked his way into the starting lineup. Um, the, the Timberwolves have a very nice, uh, core here. If they can get those guys healthy, like D'Lo, if he can find a way to, to stay wait, healthy. Wait, 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 wait. Are we sure about this? Sure Listen, about this? offensively, sure I should say. He's good at all. He's good. I wouldn't say that he's great. Like he used to be in the conversation with Joe Gitchin and Bede. He's not anywhere yeah, near yeah. that anymore. Right. And so like, no. Yeah, you know, D'Lo defensively is bad, but he he is a he's a very good offensive player when healthy. Um, you know, so like offensively, they've got some talent for sure. Um, you know, I, they're gonna have to figure it out defensively, though. I think they need some more structure, right? They they need that a too. Who is gonna come in and actually? We've said this about Cat for four or five years now. Who's yeah. gonna come in and push them, right? And and this ownership group um this the new one ownership group yeah. right is gonna have to allow that coach to do that without getting rid of him right and he's gonna they're gonna have to look at carl anthony towns and say either you deal with this because you need this or we're gonna try to trade you and maybe both parties are fine with that i wouldn't be surprised if 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 they tore it down though and traded carl anthony towns and try to get what they could and maybe even move Elo. Agreed. So, yeah, um, LaMelo, well-deserved rookie of the year. That one was a closer one than I thought. I thought he'd run away with it. I thought I might be, like, the one of the only people who uh, who voted for Edwards. Yeah. But um, I, can, I think he will win it in real life. Um, yeah. So I, there's no doubt there. But I think Edwards will steal some votes. I think so. Because of the injury. Yeah, definitely. All right, so last but certainly not least is the MVP award, which we've talked about on this pod, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. We've we've talked about that a little bit. Um, Yeah, Nikola Jokic won it, right? Of course he did, of course. I think it's pretty... I think it's pretty safe that he's going to win it in real life, so not a huge surprise here, right? No, not a surprise at all, so... Um, everyone went with Jokic besides you, as as we knew would be the case. As we really, I was the only the one. Uh, no, actually, uh, Sean. Okay. Went with think? Steph Curry. Of course. Okay. All right. Someone voted so, for Curry. That's all, that's good. So uh, yeah, I, and, and listen, Curry's probably going to get third. So I'm not I'm not going to bash Sean the way we did for the CP3. Now it's a bad pick, right? Because he has no chance. Uh, but but you know. It's okay. We we love Sean, so we won't bash him too much. I, it, you know, it, it, yeah. he's, it, you know what? There's no reason to hate on the man. You know, he's a good guy, good family man, right? You know, he stands for the right things. 
he just makes interesting picks sometimes when it comes to these awards. So, well, so we, I, in fairness, his vote was better than your guys's. Oh, Nicole brother. is not the MVP. Oh, he's not. He's, he's the not head. MVP. All right, he's not the MVP. Let me lay out the case for you. Okay. May I? Go ahead. Please. May I please? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You, you sure? A hundred percent. Go ahead. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. Played every game. Number one. Mm-hmm. Every game. Okay. 26, 11, and eight. Okay. We're okay. in rare error with these statistics. Okay. That type, those type of numbers. We're in rare error. When Jamal Murray got hurt, they did not miss a beat. In fact, in some area, you could argue they actually got better uh, record-wise after Jamal Murray got hurt. That's how that's how well Jokic played to keep them afloat. Not only keep them afloat, but actually improve them uh, from where they were. Uh, here's a stat that's going to blow your mind. Defensive box plus minus. Jokic actually higher than Embiid. Actually higher than Embiid. Now, I'm not saying he's the defender Embiid is because, of course, he's not. But he has had a very significant impact defensively this year. He's actually been really good. He's actually been really good defensively uh, this year. So there's no holes in his game, okay? And I think, you know, you kind of, uh, you kind of, uh, you know, Second guessing yourself here with this injury punishment, right? So you punished every single player. You punished every single player for injuries besides the 76er. How did this happen? Chad, um, please explain how this happened. I'm I, I'm at a loss. I don't know how I don't know. Well, I have to say that there was absolutely no bias in that whatsoever. Doesn't sound um, like it. Just to be clear. Sure. Um, so here, here's my counter to your yoga chart. And I'm not accusing okay. you of bias here. I'm just <laughs> accusing you of random uh, hypocriteness. It, I, it happens sometimes. It happens to me sometimes. You just randomly change your mind about how you want to do things. It's okay. <laughs> well, I, I could not be on this podcast, uh, you know, the prior weeks saying that Embiid or Steph Curry should be MVP and then vote for Nikola Jokic. That's just – that's not – that's ass backwards. So, like, mm. that's just – that wasn't going to happen. Um, uh-huh. You know, so my, my case for Embiid is is well documented. You can watch it in our last episode, I believe, Yes, uh, is when we talked about that. Here's, here's something interesting. This isn't even really a, a counter, but here's something I want to – I posed this question on Twitter, but you're not on Twitter, and maybe some of these people don't follow me. If you don't, uh, you guys can see – you should be able to see my tag up there, at EL1 underscore Coop. Go ahead, give me a follow. I have great content. Anyway, blind resumes. Okay. 26, 11, and 8. Mm-hmm. Defensive rating 109. Team record 47 and 25. Okay. Okay. That's resume one. That's player A. We'll call him player A. Okay. Player B, 28.1 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, mm-hmm. 5.9 assists per game, defensive rating 107. Remember, the lower the rating, the better. So better rating than player A. True. Record 46 and 26. Who are you taking? Well, I'm taking player A. You're taking player A still? Yes. You know who also, player B is? No, I don't. It's Giannis. Well, here's what here's the thing. These voters are gonna look like dummies yep. whenever <laughs> the Bucks make the finals and they all say, Well, we're not voting for Giannis this year <laughs> because and, I, and I've made this point on the podcast before that he, have, that he yes. really should have been the MVP if we're just, you know, he has he's having the same season as he had the past. So yeah, he really is having the same season as Embiid, basically. Uh, yeah. Plus a few more assists, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Yeah, he averages more assists. Yeah. Um, I did not check Embiid's player rating. Um, player A was obviously Jokic. Uh, right. So, but that, but that's a very that's a slim difference between Jokic and Giannis's resume, and he's not even in the top three, right? And like most people wouldn't even consider giving him a first place vote. So you know there is like there's some inconsistencies on how this award gets picked. It's like one year it's top best player on best team. 
And then this year we were like, well, Donovan Mitchell, for whatever reason, wasn't good enough to fit that mold. So like, then we'll go to like, who has, right. You know, which is fair. Right. So then we go to like, all right, who has the best numbers on the highest seed is kind of what we went to. But like Giannis had the best numbers on the highest seed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's silly. It's you know silly. what I mean? So it's, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's narrative driven. It's, it's very it, narrative it's abs- driven. It's, it's, ab- it's 100% narrative driven, right? We wrote off Embiid at the beginning, or not Embiid, I'm sorry, Giannis at the beginning and said it does not matter what he does. He could have averaged right. 31, 15, and 10. Uh, and he wouldn't have gotten it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I agree with you, man. You know, I've been on that train. I, I agree 100 percent that yeah. it's, it's not it's not really fair how we're doing this this year. It's almost, you know, and I said this, uh, not on the podcast. So I think that we would agree this is a hard season to pick MVP. It was. Because Embiid missed a bunch of games. Jokic was, you know, probably really good, but we didn't love it. Um, you know, Curry was great, but, you know, they were also the nine or the eight seed, I'm sorry. Um, Giannis, we decided we weren't going to give it to him. Right. And my suggestion was, okay, and, and we're a LeBron-friendly podcast. What if we gave it to LeBron? as reparations for all of the times he should have got it right. and he didn't get it. Yeah. Like 2018. That like 2018. Okay. 2011. There's a strong case. I know Derek Rose was, was, was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, or, or was that 2012? There's a that, strong case for LeBron. 2011. I can't remember when Derek Rose was. Yeah. 2011. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It was. Yeah. Cause he'd been in songs. Yeah. So, you know, you can make a strong case for LeBron. Then even the year Harden won it, you could make a strong case uh, for LeBron. And a lot of the years, the years he's not even finishing top two in voting. So, you know, we could just give it to LeBron. Yeah. You know, I, honestly, LeBron's value alone showed with his timeout how far they dropped in their seating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and that was, you know, that was my biggest case for Embiid was when he was out. Um uh, you know, low key, the injury kind of helped him because they were nine eleven or nine and twelve, something like that, without him. Yeah. Um. You know, so that was kind of my case for Embiid. It was like, listen, this team is not nearly as good. They're a below five hundred team without Embiid uh, on the floor. We don't. Yeah. I mean, this year, that's. I mean, we could probably make that argument for Jokic, especially after Jamal Murray went down. But you know, if Jamal Murray's healthy, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know that they're below five hundred especially yeah. after getting Aaron Gordon. So, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into that. Like, is it are we doing true value? Because, yeah. like, Jokic ain't in that discussion. Like, CP3, LeBron, uh, Steph, like, those guys are in that sure. discussion for, like, we're talking about most valuable if we're going by definition Luka of the award. Luca is in that discussion. Luca's, Luca's in there. Um, Wait, so are you, saying, are you saying you're against my LeBron idea? Um, yeah, I am. Okay. Um, although I am generally in favor of reparations. I was going to say, um, how are you anti-reparations? You're racist. I am. I am anti-reparations for the MVP award. Gotcha. But it makes sense. I am very, very pro reparations. We are life. a pro reparations podcast. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for today's show. Those are all of our awards. Um, We'll, uh, I'll actually be doing an article which is going to kind of recap these awards um, for you guys. Um, but remember, uh, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button if you're watching on our YouTube channel. Uh, and turn on post notifications so you know when we go live like we did today or you know when new content drops. Um, you know, you, So make sure you guys turn those post notifications on. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in on the audio platforms, thank you. Once again, uh, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. You're leaving a rating. Um, Tell your friends. For those of you that follow us on social media, uh, or even if you don't, you can find our social media at the bottom of the screen uh, for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. uh, And visit our website at Um, all. We have all different types of content 
um, you know, available for you guys from articles, podcasts. There's some merch on the website that you can get. Um, so make sure you guys are visiting all those channels. And if you, if, like I said, if you follow us on social media, a share goes a long way. Um, it really does. So, yep. you know, you see our posts on Twitter or Facebook, you know, it takes two seconds for a retweet or a share um, to help someone else find out about our podcast. So if you enjoy our podcast, let somebody else know about it just by hitting the share button or the retweet button or even the like button, um, you know, any of those things. And we appreciate all of you guys who listen to us, um, you know, on a, on a daily basis or occasionally anybody who tunes in to hear us rant about sports. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Damn. That was kind of beautiful, man. Thank you, man. That was great. That was great. <laughs> I agree with everything. I co-sign everything he said. Uh, we're going to have some more NBA playoffs now that they're kicked off. Uh, we are in full swing uh, yes. with, with covering that. Um, I promise I'm going to talk about baseball soon. I promise I am. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Phil Mickelson, uh, 50 hey. years old, winning the PGA Championship. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, you guys know I Lefty. love my golf. Lefty. Uh, so, so I hope you guys got to see some of that. I know NBA players are going on at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep keep an eye on everything that we got going on. Hit up the website allinnetwork.net, and uh, yeah, we will we'll be back soon. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode sixty nine. What of the All In Relax. podcast? <laughs> episode sixty nine of the All In 69. podcast. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great Peace. night.